Tonight, yet another staggering heat wave striking fantasy football. In 32 days, we are breaking down every single fantasy relevant player, every single one for each team. And today, we're focusing on the Green Bay Packers. I am your host, the fantasy plug, Tim Petropolis, editor in chief of BrotoFantasy.com and the Fantasy Football by Broto app. I'm joined by my brother, Michael. He is the king of this fantasy thing, lead fantasy analyst for the Fantasy Football by Broto app and BrotoFantasy.com. And of course, the genius of fantasy, Santiago Casanova, Brodo lead data analyst and developer of the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. Speaking of the app, it is free right now. Go download it and become your own expert. It is the only app you need to dominate fantasy football. Every stat you hear us use today is found on the app. You can find it on player cards, player grades, usage charts, start sit tool, who to draft tool, player comps, podcasts, consistency charts, game logs, coaching tendencies, articles, rankings, waivers, Every single stat you need, every advanced stat you need, and exclusive stats you can only find on the app. True throw value, true target value, true performance value, adjusted air yards, and true matchup rankings. The app is free because of our patrons over at patreon.com slash brotofantasy. Thank you so much to you lovely, lovely, beautiful people. You are the the thing that keeps the Broto machine running. Join now to support the show, the app, and for as little as $3 a day, you get an extra waiver wire show every single week, access to Broto Leagues, proven cash game optimizers, for DFS, access to cheat sheets, private team consultations, unique fantasy leagues with the Brodo family on Discord, and you get access to that. If you enjoy the show, if you enjoy the app, please consider joining. The contributions go a long way. As you can see, we put a lot of work into this, too. I am a nomadic. This is the fourth uh, the fourth uh, division we're covering, and this is uh, the fourth different background i have because i'm in the fourth different place recording this uh and yeah, we're like s- nomads for these uh heat waves to me and you keeps changing places yeah, of recording it, yeah for sure so if you want to see uh that if you want to see our different backgrounds uh youtube.com slash broto fantasy um yeah like i said before uh if you keep going there we'll keep providing the video content all right that being said let's get into the offensive outlook for the packers same deal head coach is matt lafleur it's his third year as head coach of the packers two of those years resulted in aaron Rodgers' mvp seasons the offensive coordinator on the other hand is adam stanovic a run game coordinator for the packers last season and offensive line coach before that um their previous uh, offensive coordinator for the last two years, Nathaniel Hackett, is now the head coach for the for the Broncos. This is an in-house hire. Uh, so let's look at what they did last season. Tenth in points scored and passed on 57% of plays. That's the middle of the pack. Now, I guess you could say addition by subtraction is something that people try to do, but this is not one of those situations because this might be subtraction by addition. Their addition is wide receiver Sammy Watkins, um, Jason would have loved that one too. I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna go on a little Sammy Watkins rant for Jason, for him. Uh, it, it, for those of you who listen to the Chiefs one, I almost couldn't help it, and I started with the, the I started on the Chiefs. Um, yeah. Rookie, they brought in Christian Watson, a wide receiver, North Dakota State in the second round. Offensive lineman Sean Ryan and wide receiver Romeo Romeo Dubs in the fourth round. And their subtraction, of course, the big one, the one that everyone's talking about, wide receiver. Equinemius St. Brown. Oh, also Devontae Adams. And oh, Marquez. I thought you were going to go Marquez before Devontae Adams. And, and, and Marquez about this can't think. But honestly, for real, though, Devontae Adams, best wide receiver in football, no longer um, with his partner, Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be interesting to see 
who's Scotty, who's Michael, right? Who's like, what is going on there and, and how the Packers adjust. And let's get into it. QB, Aaron Rodgers. I feel like he'll be good in real life this year. At the same time, not a lot of weapons. I, I don't know if I want a guy who's going to be throwing to his running backs primarily as my starting fantasy quarterback. I believe that he can support fantasy players, but I'm looking elsewhere than Aaron Rodgers where he's going right now. He's going around QB 11. I'd rather take an upside shot on a guy like Trey Lance um, at that spot. And then if that doesn't work out stream, uh, how are you guys feeling about Mr. Rodgers? So according to the fantasy pros, Aaron Rodgers ADP is QB 12 right now. Um, the last two seasons, he was a QB eight and QB five respectively in points per game. And that was after his down season in 2019. I say down in quotes because he was QB 13 in points per game during that year. And then he was the QB four in points per game in 2018. So just based off those numbers alone, a QB 12 ADP is a little bit silly. Um, he was also top 10 in true target value three of the last four years, including a first overall finish in 2020. Um, but of course, I'd be remiss not to bring up the departure of the great Devontae Adams. Um, Adams has been the dominating force of the Packers passing attack over the last several seasons, garnering a 30 plus percent target share and putting Crazy. up the league league leading numbers during that time. And like you said, man, they just didn't do much to replace him. Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Sammy Watkins. They let MVS walk. I suppose the Packers is really have faith in Alan Lazard um, and company to step up in a sh more shared wide receiver room. But this is Aaron Rodgers. I think he'll be able to find a way to get it done. He's played without Devontae Adams before. It's not like he's only ever been a successful quarterback with Devontae Adams. Like, didn't they? I think he won his first Super Bowl before Devontae Adams was even on the team. Like, I know he had other weapons, but all yeah, I'm saying I mean, is, that, I mean, all I'm right. saying is just because Devontae Adams is gone doesn't mean Aaron Rodgers is going to fall off the face of the earth. Um, and at a QB 12 ADP, I think it's a decent, like, especially like. If you're waiting on a quarterback that long, who are you going to take in that area, right? Like like you said, Trey Lance is the upside pick. Sure, I understand that, the rushing appeal. But you're going to take like Tua, no, like Derek Carr, no, maybe a Kirk Cousins. But I don't know if any of those guys have the upside, like the overall upside that Aaron Rodgers has, even without um, Devontae Adams this season. And look, I will say this. Hold I'm on, probably before, before you, you go on to that, um, it is worth it to note that in his career with Devontae Adams on the team, without Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers has a passer rating of 112.7, 2,795 yards, and 24 touchdowns with three interceptions in 11 games. That's tremendous. So this guy's putting up MVP-type numbers without Devontae Adams in his That's career, a... without Devontae Adams. I'm not going to lie, yeah. credit to StatMuse, which, which is the best place to search, like, Aaron Rodgers stats without obscure Adams. stats. Put that, you just put that right into the search bar and they got it for you. It's, it's amazing. Um, shout out to StatMuse. But with that being said, um, that changes my outlook on Aaron Rodgers a little bit. I'm a little bit higher on Aaron Rodgers after seeing that. Yeah, and at QB 12 ADP, there's no reason not to take the chance on him if you wait on the quarterback position because you could get him in like the double digit rounds at this point. Like people are just like, Oh, Aaron Rodgers, I guess when it's, you know, it should be like, yo, it's Aaron Rodgers. This guy continues to ball out. He was MVP last year, right? Back to I'm, back. Not, I'm not misremembering. Yeah. He's no, he was the MVP last year. Like I'm still going to take Aaron Rodgers at ADP. And uh, that's that. Michael, remember when you guys told me that Aaron Rodgers was done 
uh, two years ago, and then I told you that he was going to bounce back because of Jordan Love, and then he did, and then you guys told me that I was that I wasn't correct anyway, even though he did, and now you're convincing me to draft Aaron Rodgers. What is going on? It's Just like a, a circle. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's get into the wide receivers. Let's play pick that wide out. One of these lucky rascals is going to go back with his main squeeze, the MVP. Recently divorced from his alpha and looking for a second chance at chemistry. Come on down, wide receiver. The first one, he's a young, hot, new thing and has all the tools. Christian Watson. Hey, bro. Can we get, can we get a, can we get a, can we get a, some like a, you know, like some, some claps from you guys over there? Come on, come on over there. What are you, what are you doing over there? Uh, good job, good job. No, secondly, we have the old flame. Someone who he's kept by his side but never really committed to, Alan Lazard. Third is the former relationship, an old flame trying to get back what they once had in the glory days, Randall Cobb. This guy had a cup of coffee with him one time and then he kind of blew him off. Now he's depending on him for a little more than a cup. Amari Rogers. And finally, will he get dubbed by Romeo Dubs? No one knows. Mr. Romeo Dubs. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, Sammy yeah. Watkins. Yeah, you forgot the oh, Sammy. Forgot Sammy Watkins. The and, guy you want the shit all hold over. On, and, of course. No. <laughs> nice. All right, guys. So, with that, with that being said, who are you picking in this... Uh, <laughs> In this, I mean, look, it's the MVP. He's gonna be throwing to one of these guys. He's gonna have a connection to one of these guys. He's gonna throw it to you know, maybe not, maybe no more than one of these guys. But either way, fantasy points to be had. So the question is, all these guys are affordable at ADP as well. Is it as simple as pick your guy and go for it? What do you think? Uh, I don't know, bro. Is this, uh, I just wanna uh, uh, make it clear. I was clapping the whole time, but my mic was off, and I didn't realize. But I did like your stuff. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Cass. <laughs> I'm kind of burning my ball prediction early, earlier than I that I should have. But I think Christian Watson's gonna lead this team as a, as a receiver, because who else is gonna do that, right? We've seen Alan Lazard with the MVP. Rogers didn't work out. We've seen Christian. I'm sorry, not Christian. Uh, Sammy Watkins with Mahomes didn't Gosh. work out. We've seen uh, Randall Cobb. He was good. He was good. This is, is uh, the, the key phrase here, right? The key word. We've seen Amari Rogers. Not good. We haven't seen Romeo Dubs, who, who, who might uh, be interesting, but I don't think he has wide receiver one material, especially not his rookie, rookie year. Fourth round rookie. But yeah, so, so that just leaves us with Watson, and, and I think he's the best bet. Uh, you said what? Uh, twenty twenty one hundred yards in eleven games without uh, Adams, right? Twenty four hundred. Twenty four hundred. Twenty seven hundred. Twenty eight hundred. Twenty seven ninety five. So twenty eight hundred. Okay, twenty eight hundred is okay. Way better than I thought it was going to be. So it's over two hundred fifty yards a game. It's a perennial question of the balls have to go to someone, right? Do they though? Like yes, but who? How? What that makes zero sense because they're all gonna be bad, and and there's no alpha. Uh, just that's my my take here. There's no alpha. So when we break them down, Lazard has a 
2021 target share of 12.1. Watkins, 12.6. Cobb, 10. Amari Rogers, 6.2. Even, even just getting ahead of myself, Tunyon as a 10.9. Not good all around. So that's what makes me lean uh, Watson. He he has the best shot out of them all. Like uh, if you check out the the efficiency stats on on Alan Lazard, who has played with Rogers and in very good years, like MVP years. Last year he didn't have any top ten uh, efficiency metrics. He was fifty third in true target value. He was fifty in yards per reception. Even in something that doesn't depend on volume, like uh, points per opportunity, including touchdown, he was thirtieth. Thirtieth with MVP Rogers. He's not going to become the, uh, an alpha just uh, one day to the next. I, I, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. This is this is bad. This is bad. See, I, I hear you there. Um, I, I agree with you that it's either going to be Christian Watson or Alan Lazard. I'm just okay taking a shot on both at ADP. Me too. Because we've seen, we've seen, like, Alan Lazard, he was a UDFA. He's He hasn't been a tremendous asset, but he's been decent for what they've asked of him as a UDFA, and he's never had to step up with Devontae Adams on that team. But we've seen like these random great seasons from wide receivers because of like I know vacated targets. Typically, it's 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 mainly the targets are going to the players who deserve it. And it's not just like it's typically spread out more among other receivers if there's one that doesn't deserve it. But I mean, we've seen like these Brandon Lloyd seasons, these I don't know, like Sidney Rice seasons, like these random seasons of just tremendous output. Because that guy just happened to everything just happened to fall in the right place for that guy for that year. Um, I could see like I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for Alan Lazard to be a top 24 wide receiver. I do think it's unlikely based on his career, the target share and all that good stuff. But just because of how good Aaron Rodgers is and clearly he has like he has the trust of Aaron Rodgers. Look at that wide receiver room. It's Alan Lazard and then it's. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Aaron Rodgers to the rest of them. Cobb. So I feel like Cobb, uh, Randall Cobb at this point is like 97 years old. And yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm not going to trust Randall Cobb. Um, so I like Alan Lazard at um, ADP and Christian Watson at ADP. I'm okay taking the shot on both of them because they're both going pretty late to begin with, like outside the top 30 wide receivers. Um, and like if they don't pan out, it's okay. You took a seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth round pick, depending. I see these guys going anywhere from like in that range, depending on the draft room. It's it's a crazy um difference. I took him where, in the ninth round in a mock recently. Um, yeah, like if you're taking him in the ninth round and he doesn't hit, oh well, who are you taking in his place, right? You're taking like a some people are taking up like backup running backs like Ramondre yeah, Stevenson at that point. Like you might as well draft Alan Lazard at that point. And his ADP basically says draft me. I will say that at ADP, they are pretty valuable, especially Watson, Watson out of the two. Like he would be my main target because uh, it's, it's, you know, you don't know what you're getting with Alan Lazard. Yeah. You know a lot more. So it's, it's the thrill of surprise, right? Maybe he's very good. Maybe yeah. he's not, but who cares? Uh, so yeah, they're going around wide receiver 45 and 49, and at that range, I'm happy. Yeah, sign me up, man. The wide receiver 24 thing, I think it's way, way unlikely. I will say he's probably gonna have a couple wide receiver one games where he just explodes for 150 and two touchdowns, something like that. But it's gonna be two games a year, three tops, and the rest are gonna be pretty mediocre. Uh, I, I like, I think Christian Watson, I think this is how I'm looking at it. Christian Watson is the most unknown, right? So therefore, his ceiling is the highest. Because sure. he's the he's the young kid with all the tools, right? He's the young, sexy, 
Vixen uh, for for Rodgers to to target. And then you got Alan Lazard, who's sturdy. Uh, by the way, Alan Lazard stats in five games without the Devontae Adams, 302 yards and two touchdowns. Um, so, you know, about 50 yards a game. I think 60. that, yeah, so that's a thousand yard season, you know? So uh, I, is it too much to expect a thousand yards and eight touchdowns out of Alan Lazard? I don't think it is. And if you can get I that, I don't think that. All right, fine. Then let's, let's, let's put it down a notch. Can you expect 50 yards a game from him? That's like 900 yards, six touchdowns. That's a that's a wide that's receiver three season. You know, like and so yeah, like yeah, I, I'm yeah, not. I agree with that. I think that's what Alan Lazard is at his height, though. So if you want to go for a higher like ceiling, Christian Watson's your guy. Shout out to Jason. Do you know who's never, never your guy? Sammy Watkins. Since Sammy Watkins' uh, rookie season. Where, by the way, Brodo Fantasy grades an exclusive stat for Brodo uh, is a, a a grade that. Why don't you Why don't you explain it, Cass, since you are the algorithmic master behind this? Uh, the grades are are a composite score that both describes what the season did, like what those players did that season, and tries to predict what they're gonna do that season. So the the grade we have percent grade and letter grade. They both indicate what we think that player is going to do next season based on today's stats, right? So if Cooper Cup just scored an A+, that means his season was great, and we can expect a pretty good season next season, right? That's that's what that's trying to predict, and it's, of course, Brodo exclusive. And you get all the, the grades for each position range, ranging from 0 to 100. I think it's uh, 2015 forward. I, I don't recall the exact number, but that's, that's how players are ranked and graded for the, the Brodo app. Thank you, sir. Since Sammy Watkins A grade in 2015, D minus F, D plus C, F, F. Jason wrote an entire article one time about how Sammy Watkins literally makes your team worse. He is he's never reached his true target value ever. He's always constantly underperforming it. I know that there are people out there whose voices I actually respect who are saying that Sammy Watkins is the guy to draft in with the Packers. And to that I say, don't do drugs. <laughs> with that being said, here's another tip. The Brodo tip of the day. Now, we have uh, a lot of exclusive tools. One of our favorite tools, because it's so like shareable, right? It's so uh, viral, as you may say, is the rushing yards and scrimmage yards over expected tool. What this does is again, cast with this algorithm puts all the information together on where they are on the field, what play they're running, who the defense is, all these different things and says what should be expected of them on a play. And if they overperform that play, they get more yards than expected. If they underperform, they get less. So with that being said, here is your way to Look at that on the app, Cass. Take it away. Again, youtube.com slash protofantasy if you want to see what Cass is talking about as well. Yeah, so this is a machine learning project, machine learning algorithm that takes into account all the all those, those things Tim said. So like yards to go, down, distance, uh, time left in the game, all of that good stuff and tries to predict how many yards a player is getting. And then we calculate whether he got more or less. And this this plot right here just symbolizes for every single rush 
whether they got more or less and just goes along with the season. Here we we can you can compare up to four players. We have Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, Swift, and Cook in the same plot, and you can compare them to each other. So you can see Swift had a very bad run. Then he kind of got over zero, so he netted around expected. He was not great. Jamal Williams was uh, soaring over expected a little bit. Then Aaron Jones and Dalvin Cook were on a different level. So, so this is okay. a very cool way to compare. Yeah. Can I just cut you off for a second? Because part of this as well is maybe you're asking yourself, but Cass, what are you talking about? DeAndre Swift underperformed or rushing yards over expected. Remember, he's a receiving back. So Cass, what do you do when there's receiving backs? Glad you asked him. We have scrimmage yards over expected. What the what? What the what the what the? This combines rushing yards over expected and then receiving yards over expected. With another model, which is the the expected uh, yak model, which is the first I developed actually. So if we look up for Swift, you can actually see different seasons for for players, right? So you can pick whichever season you want. And you can check out Swift. You can see he's well over expected, no problem, because that's where he shines. Aaron Jones is just on a different level, but because ah, we have uh, this is probably uh, the wide receiver one for the Packers right here, Aaron Jones. Uh- Cass, you couldn't not have set me up any better for that one. Thank you, sir. Uh, thank you for the tip of the day. And we're going to go into the running backs for the Green Bay Packers because I teased this one a little bit in the last episode. And, guys, I am professing my love and hanging my hat on one Sir Aaron Jones. It's it, I, I was trepidatiously leaning into him as my guy for the last month or two. Um, but as the offseason has unfolded, there's no reason for me uh, to 100% go into Aaron Jones. I'm going to say my bold prediction, but let's talk about Aaron Jones' opportunity here because Cass already mentioned it. Aaron Jones on the next level when it comes to overexpected, right? So not only does he get what is expected of him, he smashes models for overexpected, right? That was sus, bro. Was it? Uh, models. Oh, he I mean... smashes models, and and maybe maybe on the street. You know what? If he wanted to, he could probably <laughs> smash models too. Um, I wouldn't be surprised this year if he has more receiving yards and rushing yards. Since 2019, Aaron Jones is one of only seven running backs to catch at least 148 balls in the last three years. Those seven running backs: Zeke, Alvin Kamara, Austin Eckler, CMC, Fournette. And J.D. McKissick. Of all those players, Aaron Jones has the least amount of catches and the most fantasy points in that time span. Aaron Jones has has outscored all the guys I just said in that time span. Guys that you think of as elite, but somehow Aaron Jones is still getting drafted in the late second and the early third. Explain to me how it's only one. The only good thing about it is that all the Brodo listeners are going to get a chance to grab Aaron Jones because there's nothing not to like about Aaron Jones. He. I think we have history on our hands, possibly. Last time we saw a thousand in a thousand season was CMC. I think if there's a, a player that has a chance and look. Aaron Jones has gotten nowhere near a thousand yards in his career, but he's also played with Devontae Adams and he's probably going to have the highest share of the targets in this in on this team if i had to bet i think aaron jones has a good chance to be rb1 overall and i think his floor is like rb6 like i I, I don't i I think his floor is like rb6 i really do bro look 
fucking, as the kids would say, miss me with this Aaron Jones is wide receiver one garbage oh, that you and so many people want to put out there. Me. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. So many people. I haven't Aaron Rodgers. An all-time great. I to, to fantasy people besides us. I've seen it around, too. Aaron Rodgers, an all-time great MVP back-to-back years, is suddenly going to become a fucking dump-off specialist throwing mainly to his running back and to running backs running routes. Dude, Aaron Jones has had a target percentage between 11 and 12% for as long as he's been, like, Aaron Jones. To think he's suddenly just going to lead this league in target share or be the wide receiver one is just silly, dude. Like, why? Aaron Rodgers? Because Aaron Rodgers is not just going to just start throwing to the running back as his main pass-catching weapon. That's not what the best quarterbacks in the league do. That's simply just not what they do. And I, this I, isn't to say I don't think Aaron Jones is a bad pick ADP. I just don't think he's about to become some miraculous Christian McCaffrey hybrid RB wide receiver out of nowhere. He was 11th in points per game last season, was 4th in 2020, 3rd in 2019. Consistently a very good target share percentage. Has double-digit touchdowns each of the previous three seasons. The issue with Aaron Jones, if you want to say there's an issue, is that he was just 24th in rush attempts in 2021. But, like, he's never been a workhorse back in that sense. Like, he before A.J. Dillon, it was Jamal Williams. Um, and he, was, he wasn't he was a huge boom-bust guy like people like to say that he is. He had um, the same amount of RB3 or worse finishes as Joe Mixon last year. Like, and Joe Mixon is still going ahead of Aaron Jones now this year. Like, running backs just have bad games sometimes. Aaron Jones was not immune to it, but it wasn't as bad as some people think. As long as Aaron Jones is Aaron Jones in the Green Bay backfield, he's going to be an RB1. I do think he's there's value at the RB13, um, which is his ADP right now on Fantasy Pros. But the wide receiver one garbage is for Aaron Jones. Maybe his target percentage will go up to 13, maybe 13.5%. But get out of here with this. Aaron Jones is about to be the wide receiver one out of the backfield garbage. Um, can I, I just want to, I just want to put this out there, Michael, since uh, you want to call this all garbage and, and, and all that stuff and, and, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Aaron Jones has played seven games without Devonte Adams in his career. He's averaged over five catches per, per game, over 50 yards per game, a half a touchdown per game. And over an almost seven targets per game without Devontae Adams in his career already. Already. And without this, without sh- a shift in an offense. Already yep. he he commands targets when Devontae Adams is not in the field. And what I just told you, those stats are – and now, look, I'm being – I know that these don't directly correlate, but those stats are 1,000 th- yards. That's what those this stats is also, are. This is also not – with a whole offseason without Devontae Adams. This is, oh, exactly. shit, Devontae Adams got hurt. Yes, this is... Then it, uh, see, we that, need to adjust on the fly. Yes, but that that is also a double-headed sword, Michael, because, yes, it's I, I could use that argument against you and say, now they have time for to prepare Art Jones for the workload. Look, I, I like Aaron Jones at ADP. Anything above what I think he's going to do is all gravy. Like, I hope he does what you're saying, and I draft him, and he becomes Christian McCaffrey this season. I just think it's absolutely bananas to think Aaron Rodgers is going to turn his running back into his wide receiver one. Cass, what do you got to say about this, bro? Funny you should mention uh, target shit here for running backs, because I actually did an article, uh, a whole research, that that tells us that uh, 
running backs don't really control their target share. They're more dependent on their QB. And and it's true that Aaron Rodgers is not the most uh, RB passing happy QB, right? But I can see a shift in the in the offense where he does target running backs, not only like out of the backfield. I can see Aaron Jones lining up in the slot, uh, running rounds like a like a wide receiver would. And that's not just that does becomes like not dropping off to the wide receiver. And uh, I, I like the, the comment. I think it was Tim that said he could have more receiving yards than rushing yards. That's a little bit out there. I will say that. I said uh, it would be. It would be. I don't think it would be that crazy. Like I, I do. I do. Alvin like, Kamara. Alvin Kamara a couple years ago had like nine hundred receiving yards and like eight and like seven hundred rushing yards. Like I, I could see an Aaron Jones having that type of year. Okay, I like like let's let's say for for that sake it, it's true. So you even Mike himself mentioned like he could have a thirteen point five percent target share, right? Fourteen, fifteen if we're pushing it. None of the wide receivers in that team passed even thirteen last season. Oh shit! None of them. Did you hear that? that? Boom, boom, boom! We just got that's why. Impressed. That's why. Aaron yeah, Jones does that. have potential to be the number one. I'm not, I'm not saying a wide receiver one. I'm saying the number one wide receiver for. I'm saying for, uh, to Tim. I don't know Rogers. what Tim's fucking doing over there. I'm 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 saying that cast is, but now except Devonte Adams, who was over thirty percent. Yeah, Tim. of course, of course. Yeah. But there's no yeah. Devonte Adams anymore. No one's pulling thirty percent in that and offense. Another, yeah, exactly. and even thing, Jones. That's why another, we, he could be one with a fifteen percent. You don't have to be a thirty percent. To to be wide receiver one, your when your competition is Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard. And another thing that Cass uncovered is that these targets are earned by wide receivers. So and and running backs like they earn like well the running backs no not as much as the wide receivers. Wide receivers earn their targets. Talents talent follows the wide receivers. So with that being said, there's not much talent anyway. Another talented right. guy in the back backfield, AJ Dillon, and the and right now Michael's telling me it's going too long, guys. <laughs> too bad. This is an interesting team, so we're going to talk it a lot. Is. It is All quite right? interesting. Uh, don't worry. There's other teams in this division where the Lions are coming. Won't talk as much. <laughs> the Bears, in particular. The Bears um, and the Lions. I mean, the Lions, the Lions. The, are, the Lions are at least interesting. Yeah. Not good, but interesting. Yeah, the Bears suck. The Lions are running it back with the same squad. It's uh, I don't know what's going on there. But anyway, almost. almost. Um, Robert Tanyan. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, we're gonna stay with the running backs. AJ yeah. Dillon. A lot of people are high on AJ Dillon this year. I believe he'll have a role. I think you'll see him on the field with Aaron Jones a lot. I think Lafleur. Look, from what we've seen about McVay, Lafleur, Shanahan, this coaching tree is that they don't have a style. What their style is, they have a scheme. They have a zone-running scheme. They have a scheme to get people open, but they don't have a style. Their style is they adapt to their personnel. And we've seen them adapt to their personnel. And Green Bay's personnel is running backs. And A.J. Dillon's going to be on the field too. JJ Jack, According to J.J. Zachary, since 2011, there have been an average of 1.3 teammate combos who have finished together as top four, 24 running backs. So very rare. There's been as much as three in 2017 and as low as zero in the year following 2018. So not a guarantee that teammates will end as top 24 running backs, but I think this year these are the two teammates that end as top 24 running backs. I am comfortable with A.J. Dillon as my RB2 if I'm going like seesaw running back or something like that. Michael does not look happy with me at all. Tell yeah, me dude, why, Michael. Every year. You know, this only happens once a year. It's rare. It's happening this year, baby. This is my bet. It's stupid. That's what everyone is doing. A.J. Dillon is currently going as the RB25 right now. He was the RB24 last season overall. 
RB 37 in points per game. The reason there's so much inflated love for AJ Dillon is because three, he had three RB one performances through the last seven weeks um, of the year last season. But if you look closely at two of the games, they were just normal ass games. Like in the first one against the pack against the Seahawks, they won 17, nothing. So of course there was a lot of work for AJ Dillon. He happened to score two rushing touchdowns, but he ran for 66 yards on 21 attempts, which is gross. The second time was a shootout against the Chargers where he had 20 uh, rush attempts, but only 69 rushing yards. He happened to find the end zone through the air. And then the last game was a semi-pointless game against the Vikings in week 17 when the Packers, it it didn't really matter to the Packers anymore. Like the big A.J. Dillon weeks were were all like, okay, this kind of makes sense that there are big A.J. Dillon weeks. And he started getting more work over the second half of the year, yes, he was getting more work than maybe Jamal Williams was getting in the split with Aaron Jones, sure. But it's very rare for two RBs to finish top 24. None of us think Aaron Jones is is stopping at any point soon from being Aaron Jones. So why, like, RB25 means you're selecting this dude in, like, the sixth or seventh round. You're selecting a secondary running back in a committee as a starting roster in your lineup, like it's in your starting lineup is AJ Dillon. Hopefully he has 15 rush attempts, 50 yards and a touchdown today. He's completely touched. He touchdown dependent. He's going to be touchdown dependent. His ADP is stupid. I don't choose backup running backs in the sixth or seventh round. It was just like Tony Pollard last year and Tony Pollard this year. These guys are elite handcuffs. 1000%. If Aaron Jones or Zeke get hurt and you drafted them, you lucked out. You have absolutely elite running back on your roster that you took in the sixth or seventh round. But I don't choose insurance policies in the sixth or seventh round. Tony Pollard was playable last year. Yeah, he playable, but it not not go look at his game log. Start. Yeah, go look I mean, at Tony I, Pollard's game I, log. It I, was I, not I, fun. My main team, I had a lot of injuries, and I was starting Tony Pollard and Zeke, so I know exactly what he was doing on a week by week basis. He was he wasn't killing you, but he was like he was an all right flex. Yeah, but you're drafting him to be at least useful in an RB2. I, I don't I think Michael is just underestimating like the situation. Like, yeah, okay. In ninety nine situation? Of the, yeah, in ninety nine percent of the time, Michael, like you're right. <laughs> fine. But let's let's take a look at the Saints. When the Saints had Kamara and and uh Ingram both be RB ones, they had Michael Thomas to throw to and no one else. It was just them three in the offense. And this is gonna it's gonna be the same shit. It's gonna be one all of these fucking dudes that all equal up to Michael Thomas and then the two running backs. And that's what it's gonna be in this offense. And I don't I don't see why you I don't see why that's a that's a hot take. Tim, during that time, Alvin Kamara was barely even rushing the damn ball. He was basically only a pass catcher. That is not Aaron Jones's role. No. So Aaron, Aaron Jones, Jones might be even better. Too. Yeah, you're right. Aaron Jones might be even better. Yeah, but Dylan won't be. But Dylan won't That's be. That's the point. Like, yeah. he's not going to have uh, the rushing where the Mark Ingram had. Uh, and where do you stand? Where do you, where do you stand here, Cass? I stand with Michael here. Really? Yeah. Because <laughs> huh. also, like Michael mentioned, some of those games where he got those uh, like, like crazy rushing attempts, they won 17-0. They were crushing teams. Bold prediction here. They're not going to be crushing teams without Devontae Adams like they did. So they might be in closer games, you know, not running out the clock at the end like like uh, they used to. And that's where Dylan shined, you know, those getting those garbage time attempts. He'll be a touchdown dependent flex option, in my opinion, for as long as Aaron Jones is healthy. And I don't want that. So we are we are getting other people can draft him. We are getting a little uh, ahead. I mean, a it's, it's like, this is a long episode. This is a long episode. This is a long one. This is our longest one so far. All right. 
Let's go to tight ends. Sorry about that. I keep I gotta blow my nose or something. Um, tight ends. Robert Tanya might not make it back in time. Uh, knee injury, ACL. Uh, Josiah Degara is an interesting. If, if that's the case, he had one tight end, one performance last year. If you are, if you are like, I feel like that's one guy where you can like catch a, a lucky touchdown week one and two, and then move on. If you're streaming touchdowns, I mean, if you're no if one's you're streaming, streaming Josiah Degara. Why not? I mean, Cass, you, did you even look no. up stats for Josiah Degar? No, I, I had no to look did. it up real quick. <laughs> no one, no one. But that's why, like, but if he's the starting tight end for the Packers, I don't care for two weeks, and you only and you don't have any proven pass catchers. You got what? Where are these balls gonna go, guys? Where are these look, balls gonna go? They're not going to the running backs. To the sideline, dog. They're not going to the suck to the people who suck in the wide receiver. Where are they going? They're going to the fucking sky. Aaron yeah. Jones in the sideline. But anyway, yeah, Aaron Jones. Uh, that's right, Aaron Jones. That's what I'm going to leave that with. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's leave with that. Let's go to the bowl prediction. My bowl prediction: Aaron Jones, thousand thousand season RB one. <laughs> okay, that's bold. I, that I, I don't bold. really. I don't. I'm not. I just. I'm not projecting that. Just. I'm just putting that out there. Bold, that's bold. a bold prediction. Yeah, bold I do want to say. I mean, Robert Tunyon is someone I'll keep my eye on if he's healthy. I am going to put out that out there. I I, I will say as a as tight end guy here, even if he's healthy. He is coming off on ACL, and he wasn't very good when healthy and not scoring a ridiculous amount of touchdowns either. So he might get a bump. I will say that. Maybe uh, tight end one, but still tight end one, like we've said in the past, it's borderline bad. So bold prediction, Michael. My bold prediction will be that A.J. Dillon is basically useless as long as Aaron Jones is healthy. Interesting. Tim hates that. Uh, Bold prediction, me. That's fine. I my bull prediction is Aaron Jones wide receiver one, Christian Watson wide receiver two. Ooh, you mean Aaron Jones RB one? No, wide receiver one <laughs> on the team. I hate you guys. I hate you guys. Today. No, 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 I'm not saying for fantasy. I'm saying on the team. No, yeah, safe, I still safe, disagree. But safe for fantasy, Cass, and let Michael go to sleep tonight with <sighs> dream nightmares. <sighs> Um, you can find us on Twitter at BrotoFFTim, at BrotoFFMike, at BrotoFFCasanova, at BrotoFF jason and for matt ward at psych ward f f we're gonna come at yep. you tomorrow every single day 32 and 32 this is a long one uh, enjoy yeah. peace later